Holy and loving God, write a message on our hearts, bless us, direct us, and send us out. Living letters of the word. Amen. Amen. Please be seated. I once heard a sermon that was all about me. I had only been ordained a few months. I was filled with anxiety and self-doubt and baggage, so not much really has changed. And I heard a sermon on a Sunday morning, and I knew it was about me. And the preacher was a great mentor in my formation as a priest. We'll call him Ted because that's his name. And he preached a sermon that day about a young man filled with anxiety and self-doubt and baggage. And I knew that he was preaching to me, about me. And my soul soared. I felt like that little kid in that Coca-Cola commercial with Mean Joe Green in the late 70s. My heart was full. And after the service, I approached Ted, voice quivering, and I thanked him for preaching that beautiful sermon about me. And I wanted him to know how much it meant to me and that he chose to preach about me. However, his response was not what I anticipated. He furrowed his brow and frowned and said, that wasn't about you, and walked away. Oh, oh, okay then. I guess I better go. Sometimes everything isn't about me. And this is a lesson that I need to remind myself every now and then. Some folks need to learn the opposite lesson, that they need to take care of themselves, or speak up for themselves, or have the courage to improve their situation. But if you are like me, occasionally we need to remember that the world does not revolve around us. And occasionally, only occasionally, I might need to remind one of my children of this lesson, like this morning, and yesterday, and the day before that. We live in a world that is becoming curiously more narcissistic. Case in point, in 2014, according to Google, so it must be right, 93 million selfies are taken every day. That's almost 33 billion a year. Fully one-third of all the, photo all the photographs taken in 2014. I am fairly certain that my smartphone would either break or revolt if I took that many pictures of myself. So I wonder what would happen if the angels appeared to us tonight. If we were going about our normal, everyday business and suddenly the angel of the Lord appeared before us and the glory of the Lord shone round about us. And the angel said, See, I am bringing you good news of great joy for all the people. For unto you is born this day in the city of David a Savior, who is the Messiah, the Lord. 
And suddenly there was the multitude of the heavenly host praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven. How wonderful that would be. But I wonder how we would respond. Would we drop everything like those shepherds and go unto Bethlehem and see what was in the manger? I would wager that many of us would. Or would we hesitate? Would we make excuses? Would we doubt our worthiness to see this glorious thing? How would we respond to the good news of Christ's birth? And I wonder, if we didn't go, was that because that underneath our our selfies and our self-importance, God feels very far away. God is not a personal God. God is not a present God. God God is not a living God, but a God only relevant in dusty books and ancient songs. The shepherds probably felt that way. This scruffy group of herders, the first folks to receive the good news outside of Jesus' family, were unlikely bunch. They were outcasts at the bottom of the vocational food chain, working nights and weekends, probably probably without a bath or a change of clothes, and tending a bunch of sheep that weren't the cute little cotton balls you might imagine, but smelly, dumb animals that were prone to wander. And so to these shepherds, God was probably very far away. They heard the Bible stories. They might go to temple on high holy days, but the living God was something not active in their everyday existence. But then, on what was an ordinary everyday evening, the dark sky turned into the brightest day, and the messengers of God, the angels, appeared, praising God and saying, Glory to God, in the highest heaven. The gift of Christmas, the miracle of Christmas, is the incarnation, the unbelievable, inconceivable, mind-blown reality that God, the God, the one that created the universe and said, let there be light, that God wanted to know us so much that he became one of us. God did not want to be a faraway God, but a God who knew personally what it was like to breathe and eat and sleep, to work and to play, to celebrate and mourn, to turn your ankle, to gaze at the sunset, to walk in the company of friends. And that God is Jesus. And Jesus enters the world, our world, again tonight. And because of this Jesus, it isn't all about us. Instead, it's about us and God. Because of the incarnation, God is our mentor, our partner, our friend to walk with on the path of life and to do the good work we are called to do. 
And while we are called to do good work and to walk our path, we never do so alone. For with God, we can accomplish anything. With God, we can endure the trials and tribulations of this life. With God, we can embrace each other when we mourn. With God, we can be the parents and children, the sisters and brothers, the citizens and servants we want to be. And when a group of us all get together to partner with this God, will the world better watch out. For with God, we can heal those in pain. With God, we can change the way the world separates itself from God's hopes and dreams. With God, we can bring more of his beautiful people to the reality that God loves them. You and God. Me and God. Us and God. That is what it is all about. And that is what we celebrate tonight. So let us begin. Amen.